Hey, hey, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Cartridge Club, where we discuss our game of the month with the members of the Cartridge Club community. And this month we played Super Mario World 2. Yoshi's Island, the follow-up to the mega-hit Super Mario World. Yoshi's Island is a 1995 platforming game developed and published by Nintendo for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Some know it as the SNES, I guess, you know? You know? Or the SNES? Anyway, it made use of the Super FX chip to show 3D graphics and increase the size of the pixel art in the game and making some of the best boss battles I've ever seen in the Super Nintendo game, but that's just my opinion. Anyway, the plot is very simple for this game. Ultimately, it boils down to Kamek stealing Baby Mario and Luigi from the stork that's trying to deliver the babies to their parents. Little does Kamek know that Mario actually ends up landing in Yoshi's Island and the Yoshis help Mario make their way to Baby Bowser's castle to save his baby brother and reunite with their family. My name is Josh, some people might know me as Frannick. I am the host for this show, and I have an excellent panel of guests. Let's introduce everybody. So with me for the Yoshi's Island Cartridge Club Prime Podcast this month, I have three special guests with me. We got, first off, PK in the universe. Hey. <laughs> and then we got Blinkoom. Hello. And Toku Joe. Hello, hello, hello. So uh, we're going to start off the show here talking about our basic just overall thoughts. Have you guys played this game before? Like, what's your first experience playing this very excellent and beautiful platformer on the Super Nintendo, if I do say so myself? Just whoever wants to jump in, go ahead. I uh, I played this. I never played this when it first came out, but this is one of those games that my uncle had at his house. Like, I didn't grow up with Super Nintendo, but uh, I would go over to my uncle's house, play Super Nintendo, and he had like four or five games. He had both of the Mario Worlds and Mario Paint and a couple others. And this is one that I always saw and thought like, oh man, that game looks so good. But I never actually played it until like 2012, 2013. And I instantly thought it was maybe the best 2D platformer ever made. And then going back and replaying it now, I was just like, it steeled my resolve to think that, yeah, this is legit, probably the best like Mario style 2D platformer. I, I think it's my favorite. That's awesome. Um, for myself, I'll jump in here. Um, I actually got this game when I was five years old on my fifth birthday. And I guess that makes you can figure out how old I am there. It came out. My grandparents saved up so they could buy me this game. So they gave me the game and I went home and I beat it. And then I beat it the next day. I beat it like every single day for like a week straight. I feel like I feel like I just kept playing it over and over again. Like because um, I think it was. Yeah, it's, it's probably one of the only games I had at the time, and that in Super Mario World. So, um, ever since then, I fell in love with this game. It's been one of those I just go back to. It's like a nice, oh, I got 10 minutes. I can play a couple Yoshi's Island stages. Um, when I got my Super Nintendo Classic, that's pretty much 
number one game I played on there. The first one I had to boot up, see if the Super FX chip looked beautiful and if it emulated well, you know, because you know how it has all the. Uh, if you go to touch, uh, touch fuzzy, get dizzy on like not good emulation. It looks all janky and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I got to get over there and check that out. So that's the first thing I tried out when I got my Super Nintendo Classic. So this is one of those games that I've lived with my whole life, pretty much, and um, it's one of my favorites. And this is actually the game I chose. This game, I was like, I want to do a podcast about this game. So that's why everyone's here. I was gonna say, it makes sense why you're the host then. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, PK, what's your experience with this game? Oh, man. Well, uh, my first experience, well, my the, the Super Nintendo was the very first video game console that I ever bought with my own money. So it's a, it, the SNES holds a special place in my heart. Now, I was one of the people who got a Super NES with one controller and no game. So I didn't get, so the only time I played the original Super Mario World was at a friend's house and I wasn't very good at it. And then my first time really seriously playing it was playing along with Prime actually when it was um, the game of the month. And then of course, Josh was like, Hey, do you want to play this for a podcast for the podcast? I'm like, uh, yeah. Cause I never really, and I, I do remember renting this game when it was new. I didn't like it honestly at the time <laughs> because I guess, I mean, I mean, you got to consider what low age was I? I had I was really big into Mortal Kombat at the time, so mm. this probably and probably I didn't appreciate it for what it was back then. I mean, and the Baby Mario thing. Oh, That's what everybody else complains about. <laughs> Baby yeah. Mario, that was just that could be just so irritating for me. But um, this time around, I I definitely, you know, I, I'm a big fan actually of Yoshi's Woolly World. Um, my wife and I played that a bunch, and that was the first game she ever beat on a console. So I was like, I really want to try this game out and see maybe give it a second chance and uh i like it a lot more than i did when i uh first uh played it when i was i don't know seven or eight years old or whatever but uh yeah it was uh it's it's a good time i just there's a lot and i have the game physically but i played it on the switch Mm -hmm. and um yeah safe states are awesome (laughs) (laughs) yeah help out near like the world six area where it starts to get really punishing and all the spikes and everything Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's some like real brutal and you know i'm so spoiled with yoshi's woolly world you know the mellow mode and stuff where you got the wings and you could just float but yeah Yeah. it's uh uh, i definitely have a much greater appreciation for this game now after playing it so yeah all right. What what about you, Joe? What's your experience with uh, Yoshi's Island? But this this was the first time I I played it. Sweet. So uh, I started playing the games with the N sixty four. So a lot of the SNES stuff I, I missed. Hmm. So yeah, it's first time playing it on the Switch, and it, it's a. I think I enjoyed it more looking back after I played it than while I was playing it. Yeah. That makes sense at all. Just it, it's a really well designed game, but I think I was a little frustrated on bits and pieces. Here and there, but yeah, looking back on like the art style, the variation in the bosses, especially, so I really like liking the game design. Yeah, um, let's go ahead and just jump into the bosses. What what is the most standout boss for you guys? Because for me, every time I think about this game, I always think about what's his name, Naval Piranha, because I remember seeing the, the trick, giant, the giant piranha plant with the boo boo. You know, sticking out that you have to bounce the egg across the uh, the lake to kill. Man, mm-hmm. I, I, I always thought that was really awesome. And uh, when I was a kid, I was like, I got to replay that stage because I just love that boss. I thought it looked so cool. I think all the bosses look really awesome. 
some of the best 2D art, I think, uh, especially big 2D art in Super Nintendo times. I like Naval Piranha for... That's the one, I think, where you can do the trick where you can beat it. You can kill the boss before you actually have to fight it. So if you, like, off-screen throw an egg at it, you're able to to knock the boss off the the boss out before Kamek even makes it grow big. Oh, like you just basically kill him before he even gets his little pixie dust sprinkled on him. Exactly. Yeah, Kamek yeah. comes on screen. She's like, "Oh." And then just that's the end of that level. That's pretty I like that a lot, but that's awesome. I think my favorite boss is probably the what the raven or the crow, the one that's like on that rotating moon and you have to ground pound the spikes. Oh, that's Just, such a cool idea. It looks like uh, Mario Galaxy before Mario Galaxy, kind of. Yeah. Mario Galaxy. Yeah. And, like, I wish I had played that back in the day, because I think that being on a Super Nintendo would have probably blown my mind, because it still looks really cool, even now. The hook build, the Koopa or whatever, I remember when I was playing it, I had a little bit of a... I was like, how do I beat this guy at first? But then I figured out, oh, you gotta keep... Yeah, with the... I don't know, it's that, that part... Uh, that one really stuck out to me. It's like, yeah... So. Yeah, basically like uh, shooting his head and making him fall on his back so he can ground pound yeah. his belly. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, it. I think that's pretty moody too. As you run out on that platform and all that fog kind of comes in and it's kind of like ominous a little and the music kicks in. I think that's a pretty cool moment. <laughs> uh, Joe, any that stick out to you, boss wise? Uh, well, I can't remember any of their names, but the there's one that swallows you and you're inside their stomach. Yeah, it's the frog. Uh, I don't know the names either. I have them written down right here, so don't feel bad. Uh, his name is Prince Froggy. <laughs> Again, that feels like a proto game because wasn't now a Mario and Luigi game where you were inside Bowser controlling him as well? Yes. So yeah. it feels like Nintendo looked look back on this game to expand into more games. Yeah, it's like you get shrunk and then you get like the big eggs and you hit the like uvula. So, like, yeah. yeah. That part's cool because of how the walls of that arena will kind of warp to the eggs that you throw at them. Like, they, they're very soft feeling, which is neat. Yeah, I mean, this whole game has a lot of cool effects. So, of course, the like one thing people say when they think Yoshi's Island, they think touch fuzzy, get dizzy, you know, warps the stage. Oh, yeah. uh, and um, the first time I seen that, I thought that was pretty awesome. As a kid, of course, like a little kid, I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then, of course, his eyes bug out because he's all high or whatever. <laughs> I think the tricks they use for like the 3D like I items and like the trap doors that fall down and like the rotating platforms and stuff that they have that are like semi 3D that kind of looks like Star Fox on Super Nintendo a little bit. Such a cool trick. Overall, what is your favorite like level? What what world like you you don't need to remember the name of the world, just like what aesthetic did you like the most out of all the stages? Well, off the top of my head, I can't think of the one I like the most, but I can think of the one I dislike the most. Okay, that's, that's fine. That's the one that's the one with the like the ice and stuff or whatever, but then it turns into clouds and then I'm like, okay, this is better. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know why, but that's the one I can think of. But I can't think of the ones I like. But, I mean the first world's great. Just you know, it's just a, such a great introduction mm -hmm. to the game. It's just like you realize this is not like Super Mario World was, you know. So I guess maybe I'll just go with the first one. Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of has like that nice like intro, mm -hmm. beautiful graphics. You like, oh, this is very colorful. Like I think that's like the number one thing I would say about this game. Like it has a 
very nice color palette throughout all the stages in the oh, worlds. Yeah. And uh, I'm I really love the parallax sc scrolling. They actually show that at the beginning too, like with the bushes in the front, the foreground, and then like three or four layers deep, which is pretty nice. For me, I always like the snow stages because I like the rolling mechanic in the game, and I like making the big snowballs and like screwing people over. I always thought that was fun. And then one world that always stuck out to me and I always loved playing is uh, the one with the balloons. Like you go out and you just have those push button things and then the balloons go up and you have to like go up and up and up. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, there's one in the last world where the backgrounds are stars, but they're taken right out of that Van Gogh painting. Yeah, like Starry, Sky, uh, what, Starry Night. Yeah, was that's like more like a dungeon level, isn't it? That one more like a maze like dungeon level. It's a lot of uh, the, of the moving platforms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, jumping all over the place here. But, okay, let's just get this on the table here. What do you guys think about Crying Mario? Because I know everybody complains about Crying Mario, because when I bring this game up, that's the first thing. First thing I hear about, like, I like, oh, it's one of my favorite platformers. But, yeah, Mario cries, and he's so annoying. I had never thought about it until I got online and talked about this game, ever. Like, not even one time, like... <laughs> It never bothered me. Maybe it might bother my mom hearing the, the noise in the other room or whatever. But to me, I, I was like, eh, you know, it's whatever. What do you guys think about it? Anybody have any issues with it or anything like that? Uh, I'll go on record and I'll give the controversial take, which is crying Mario is a good thing. Because there's no mechanic in any game that does better at incentivizing you not to get hit than the crying Mario. Like, everyone wants to avoid it. So you start playing way better. Oh, yeah, you, good, right? you can't handle it exactly like all my deaths ended up being falling into pits because i was getting good at avoiding enemies because i don't want to knock mario off oh man yeah of course i'm og didn't like crying mario since day one but um, <laughs> yeah i you know and i'm thinking too it's like oh maybe my perspective will be different now that i'm a, you know that i'm a father maybe you know maybe i'll have appreciative art no i still don't like escort i feel like it's an escort mission in a way you know type of game and um it is but, yeah yeah it is I, yeah, I guess I like. Yeah, that's a that's a good perspective though about um about like yeah, that's motivation to not get hit. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, later in stages they do make it a lot more annoying because it's like that dude will fly down and try to grab the bubble mark. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you got to eat them real quick or you're screwed. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, they do make it worse and worse on you as you get through the stages. So, uh, Joe, do you ever like play with this game and just like hate Baby Mario, or did that ever cross your mind at all? There was a few points when I was frustrated in the game anyway, and then that added just just pissed me off a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, you're like you're struggling to get through it, and then just me me in the background as you're trying to like get through the platforming and stuff. But what I did hear was they originally didn't have the Baby Mario as as loud, but people kept ignoring it, so they yeah. actually had to put put the crying up so people actually remembered old Baby Mario's there oh. as well. Well, they did their job for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, you said, go ahead. I will say that there there were a couple times where he gets knocked off and you and he like clips like up over a ledge or something and he's just like way out of the way and you can't get to him and you just kind of sit there and chill like all right, float back into range of my egg, please, because otherwise I'm just gonna lose the stage. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at not knocking off Baby Mario unless I get careless. I've like I said, I played this game. On, too many times to count and uh like i post a screenshot of, on twitter like and i had like 150 lives and someone's like how and i'm like i don't know i'm just playing and then i i was trying to perfect every stage as i was playing 
which to perfect a stage in this game is a pain in the ass in my opinion and mm. it can really grate on you after a while for me it kind of takes the enjoyment out of the game because you have to collect the red coins and then you have to and there's usually 20 there's 20 per stage and then you got to collect five of those sunflowers and you have to basically have 30 hit points which are the points that you know go away the little star guys that go away after you lose baby baby mario so i was getting to the point where i had perfected every stage up to world three and there was like the st the level before the boss fight on world three so i had got the other two bonus stages for world one and world two unlocked already and i was like i'm feeling good about this i'm doing great and then that level just punished me over and over again and i kept missing like <laughs> one coin or one star flower or you know what i mean and you can't like it doesn't save your progress either you have to redo everything again when you start the level over so i was just like all right cool i'm i'm just gonna beat the game and just enjoy the game after that and i know i've done it before and gotten all the bonus stuff and every time i try to do it i just get really stressed out you know I, did you guys even try to do that or know that was a thing when you played i uh i just wanted to get through it <laughs> yeah get through it. yeah it's like this is my first playthrough i'm not going to try to 100 percent this otherwise i'll be playing this till yeah it's it's a short game though for the most part i mean but yeah, yeah I, I can see how you could really stretch that game out to play quite a long time yeah you know, if you want to get 100 percent. So. yeah the bonus stages are pretty cool you get each of the five or oh, no, six worlds all right you get a bonus stage and then you get like one of those bonus rooms that you can keep going into over and over again if you want to which is kind of fun it's like yeah i can get free items why not you know basically the stages are take like a bunch of the elements and cram them together and make a super hard stage. That's all it is. It's just harder, harder bonus stages. Uh, the first one is you're riding uh, Poochie and it's a scrolling stage that scrolls really fast and you have to keep Poochie on the screen and you have to go over lava at the same time. So imagine doing all that. It's kind of like patting your head, rubbing your stomach and uh, trying to eat a sandwich at the same time, you know? Um, so, I mean, I was just like, this stage is fine and I got through it, but I died like 15 times because it's challenging, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's your reward for doing all that work is getting harder stages. So if you're a perfectionist, have at it. I got two extra stages and I felt pretty good about myself. Maybe I'll go back. I don't know. I probably won't to be honest, but yeah. <laughs> I, I started out thinking I was going to get hundred percent on everything. Cause I forgot how hard it can be. Yeah. And then there were like two stages. There was one stage in world one. It was like five or six is the only one I had in a hundred percented. And I wasn't like, I would get all the way through. I'd get all the flowers. I'd get all the coins and I would take one hit from an enemy at the very end of the stage. And so I would end up getting like 27 stars and then all the rest of the stuff. And I played it like two or three times. And eventually I was like, Oh, this is, this is a little bit brutal. I, yeah. I like, I like the way that they hide the collectibles in the world. Like the flowers are usually pretty cool to find. And, I like that the red coins have like a very subtly different tint to them, so you can spot them. Honestly, um, I'm colorblind and I can't see that, so that makes it hard uh, for me. It looks exactly all the coins look the same to me, so I'm just like, I, I just get them all, I guess, you know. So I didn't even know that honestly until you said that right now that they had a different tint. Yeah, it's it's a very very subtle, very inaccessible change, but um, they are yeah. like ever so slightly darker. There is an item that you can get. Uh, the item system is pretty cool. We could talk about that. You have a pause screen, which has an item slot. I think it goes up to 16 items that you can get at the bottom. You can get like, okay, Yoshi has uh, pickups that he can lick and pick up like a, 
uh, fire or ice or watermelons, and you can actually get those like by completing like the bonus rooms and different things like that, which is pretty cool. And there is one that's a little uh, magnifying glass that will highlight the red coins, so you can just see red coins wherever they are. So that is pretty helpful if you're trying to 100% it, but they are few and far between. So it's like, okay, I'm stuck on the stage. I'll use this thing and I can see the red coins. Okay, cool. Uh, but there are some BS ones where it's like you're playing a dungeon and you have to like hit an egg at a specific spot and then a red coin falls down, stuff like that. That's what makes it more frustrating than anything. <laughs> you don't know these secrets. How are you going to know how to get that, you know? Yeah, there was one stage. I think it was you actually were tipping me off to it in the stream where you have to stand on a log and like just shoot an egg at the sky and it opens up this hidden jump pad. I'd never yeah. found that other one. And it was like two stars, star flowers and, or, you know, some flowers and like eight red coins up there. So it's like, can't be, can't get a hundred percent. And if you don't know that, yeah. So, yeah. um, what do you guys think about the bonus games? Like most levels, like the, especially when you go underground, I feel like there's more of those underground than anything where you find the key and then you have to fight the bandit. Any of those, uh, that you liked like the balloon popping any of those that you actually had a good time with um, i was Jeff, real Jeff. bad at the uh the one where you have to input button commands in a certain order because in a panic i would forget on the super nintendo controller where x and y which one was x and which one was y so i kept yeah. messing that one up but i like the balloon one i think that was pretty fun uh joe any that stick out to you on that those little bonus stages I, I, did I you skip I'm over them I think I skipped over most of them. I can't even remember. Yeah, because uh, what you do is you find like keys hidden through the level, and then you have to go back to like the little like it's like a door with like little uh, totems on the side, and you can fight the bandit and get like bonus items and coins and stuff. It's pretty so cool. Was, so it's my first time playing, so I just played as fast as I can trying to finish it. Oh, I understand, hundred percent. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know about those either. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm here. This is the guy that's played this game and knows the back front to back. So, hey, you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically, I, I might as well explain it. You go in there and there's multiple different like basic kind of like party games, like little bonus games. There's like, you know, those little bandits that will still uh, baby Mario off your back like mm -hmm. randomly and they're kind of hard to kill you have to butt stomp them that's the only way to really kill them you fight one of those guys and there's like a balloon popping you've got like a timer of 15 seconds whoever can pop the most balloons by butt stomping and then there's like a little uh, one that has a coin that goes back and forth like a coin shooter that goes back and forth whoever gets the most coins and then you get like an item or a one-up or a hundred coins it, it could be anything like uh it's pretty cool i liked it and then, of course, when you beat the stages, you get little mini games too, like a scratches, scratch offs, and stuff. Uh, any of those stick out to you guys? Because it's kind of whenever it hits that sunflower at the end, you get like a little bonus stage. Did you uh, like any of those specifically, PK? Or um, yeah, you're making yeah, a face like, like, yeah, it's kind of okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Joe. There's a kind of basic uh, matching pairs that you see for like a second. Yeah. Stuff like that, and they have like a scratch and sniff, like that's kind of like, or it's not scratch and sniff. You can't sniff it. I can, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much what it is. You scratch it, and it's like, kind of. Sometimes it's random chance. Sometimes it's like you just see the image, which I'm actually very good at because I have a pretty good uh, of what's it, photographic memory, so I can just see it and be like, oh, okay, I know where everything is, and do it. Uh, but I mean, on yeah. Switch, you can just do a screenshot and cheat. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Or rewind if you want to, which yeah. yeah. Uh, I did play it on the Switch this time. Um, I started it on the Super Nintendo Classic, and then I was like, 
Uh, I don't want to fiddle with, I have my inputs all screwed up on my computer, computer uh, my TV. So I was like, I don't want to mess with HDMI wires every time I play this. I have the Switch hooked up and it, mm. I just sat on the couch and played it on Switch. I was like, screw it. So as you go through levels, there are little kind of cool areas where Yoshi will transform into different like vehicles. Like there's an airplane and then there's like a super, super Mario where it's baby Mario carrying Yoshi in an egg. Any of those stick out to you? Like I, I was, I always thought that was so cool and charming. I think the effect is kind of nice and has kind of a little 3D effect to it as well. Uh, Joe, any of those stick out to you? Like the little transforming things? Uh, there, was a, there was a train one, but it could also shrink when there was like train tracks drawn on the wall and that yeah. lead you to different different places and get different coins that way yeah it was pretty uh i was i like that one too because it's like kind of plays with your expectations like you think oh i'm a, a train and then you like become oh, like a little cool. crayon drawing yeah it's pretty cool there's the one is it a mole it's like you where you dig through different bits of sand and it's got kind of this weird control scheme where at least when I was controlling it, I would end up like backing up and going in reverse basically. Yeah. But, does it like flip the left and right or something? I, I don't know what it does to the controls, but it does feel weird. So yeah, something about like you start like pivoting on an axis basically, but that one, I like that one. And I like the, the momentum with the helicopter transformation, just the way that it feels like the way it builds up speed and stuff. Actually my favorite, like half transformation, if you want to count it, is probably just when you're skiing down the hill in that one level. Oh, that one's so fun. Because, like, it's, I don't know. It, I like it sections in games like that where it, like, breaks up the traditional play and does something different for a little while, and it just has a cool sense of speed. I like that stage a lot. I think uh, anytime you become that little baby Mario and you run the run across the walls and stuff and collect coins, I think that has, like, a nice feel to it. And then his little flutter has a nice, cool, uh, snappy feel to it. So I always thought that was fun uh, to try to get through that as fast as possible because that's the point of it. And uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. That one took me a while to get used to because you would hit going forward even if you weren't sometimes. Yeah, it's the Sonic, yeah. the Sonic effect when you're playing like Sonic that does the same thing. <laughs> like you'll hit like a upside down wall and you're still holding right, but he's running left. Yeah, uh, it can kind of throw you off. Kind of that same thing from later like PlayStation games where the camera is switching and like a Resident Evil. And if you don't let go of the controller, you're going to keep running in one random direction. Yep. What, what would get frustrating for me was when um, you would, uh, you have to make it to the next one. Otherwise you, um, you would basically, you'd, you'd have to, you'd it'd send you right back. <laughs> yeah. Like you have to get to the next power up or just be like, rum, 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 that really sad noise. Like <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right let's go ahead and talk about the music in this game what stage had like the most catchy theme or what song sticks out in your mind like when you play this game like when you think about this game yeah there's a i can't remember which song it was specifically but it's um it's in mario rpg so that one stuck out to me it's like i want to say it's like the 
Mario RPG in the like how the woods is, and there's like there's like a stage like that where the or, where there's certain stages where it's that exact song, and I'm like, oh man, that really t- yeah, I love Mario RPG. So yeah, that, I can't remember which song, what it's called exactly, but yeah, overall, I just I really enjoyed the the whole soundtrack. It was just great. So it's very catchy. I feel like it it gets you in a good mood. The Overworld theme did stick out to me a bit. I think the instrumentation changed depending on what world you were. Yeah. Especially that the world six theme had had like a flute on it, which I don't think the early ones did, unless I was just on that one a bit longer. And it no, it, it, it definitely does that. Um, I feel like when you get to the, I feel like it's only like the last three stages where it changes the most. Like it's very subtle, like the drums and stuff yeah. and the other ones. Uh, any songs that stick out to you, Blink, or did you already go? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, uh, I mean, it's basic, but I think just like the first stages, music is pretty iconic for me. Um, but kind of like PK was saying, there, I don't know what exactly which stage it was in, but there are a couple of songs that I didn't realize were like the early prototype versions of some music that's in Super Mario sixty four. So it's it's interesting to see how they like this planted the seeds for some future Mario games too. Yeah. It's Koji Kondo as well. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, he's going to take his old stuff, kind of revamp it and stuff. And I feel like he has fun doing that. Like every single one of the games, there's little hints at other games, which is cool. I, I I particularly just like the, the very first world theme, like just that that's the one that sticks out to me, but um, they use that theme a lot throughout of pretty much any stage that has kind of like that, uh, smiley face mountain background they use that same theme so i i think that's my favorite one i i think it's called the athletic theme actually thinking about it but yeah it's my favorite one in the game for sound effects i think my favorite sound effect is just like the uh mario eating i mean not mario yoshi eating stuff because i feel like he always has a different sound effect for everything yeah Yeah, it's like i don't know how to describe it but like you like eating the clouds, you can kind of hear him eat the clouds differently than just like swallowing people. And you know, this game, it's just a tangent, but this game's kind of demented a little bit if you think about it, because he's just eating everybody and pooping them out into eggs and then shooting them across the stage. <laughs> Poor shy guys. <laughs> Poor shy guys, yeah. <laughs> and I think that mechanic is used really well throughout all the levels because like you can like, in the stages, like the dungeon stages or the castle stages where you have those spinning arrow platforms that you have to walk on, which bounce ac- bounce across the walls and like you can eat them and spit them out and then like jump on them different angles and stuff. I thought that was pretty interesting. This is probably the most varied like bad guy, like sprite palette. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. the most bad guys in this game, I think of any Mario game that I can think of. Like every single world has like a new type of character, a new type of bad guy. Any bad guy that you absolutely love to see or absolutely hate to encounter? Which one? Either one. Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite. The one that for for no reason like took me down the most, even though it's stationary, is the what it does it start as yellow or green, the piranha plant. So there's the red one and then there's the like green yeah, and yellow one that you have to It's like a times. yellowish yellowish green and it spits those little spiky moles. And I'd always forget how many times I have to hit it, and so I would throw like two eggs at it, and then I would jump into it, and then the baby cries, and you know how that goes. And then you get sad too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it spreads. But uh, 
like you were saying, what I think is cool, there are enemies in this game that you'll see in like only one spot or like maybe two spots, and then they never show up in the whole rest of the game. Like not even palette swapped. So they designed a ton of enemies for this game. It's crazy. I I was like the facial expressions on the monkeys. I feel like <laughs> they they pulled that sprite off quite a bit, uh, like a really well. And also the cover art bad guy. Uh, he there's like a lava version of him. You know the blue guy that you can hit. There's like a lava version of him mm-hmm. and a water version. Always thought he looked really cool. Those like kind they like like boos. They have like boo faces, but they're like blobs almost like ghostly blobs that you can shoot and they get smaller i always thought those kind of had a cool like interesting character to them and the ones that pissed me off probably the most they're kind of like little uh crabs like hermit crabs and their claws get bigger if you get close to them you know Mm -hmm. what i'm talking about i hate those guys (laughs) with a passion every time i see one i was like i and i I'm pretty sure you can't kill them. Like I've tried to kill them. I try to bunt stop them, throw eggs at them, throw shells at them, whatever. Can you I think you have to throw three eggs at them? And then three they eggs? Might die? Yeah. I probably get impatient. Like, Oh, screw this guy and just jump over him or whatever. But yeah, Joe, any bad guy that either you love to see, like you love the artwork or you love his design or that you just hate to encounter. There was one. It's not, not the booze, but there was another sort of ghostly looking one flew through the air. Kind of looked to me like an empty condom flying through. Yeah, I I have thought that had that thought run through my mind before. <laughs> that, like, that, that, that made me laugh each time it showed up. It's like a little happy condom, just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, any any bo- uh, bad guy you encounter that you just like? Oh my god, I can't stand this. It was those yeah, those blue guys who just stole Baby Mario all the time. I I hated those. <laughs> I just tried to avoid them as much as I could. <laughs> uh, what about you, PK? PK? Um, yeah, I agree on the blue guys that like try to steal Mario. They're the worst. Um, but uh, as far as uh, this, the regular little um, characters, their everyday villains. There, um, I really like the 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 ghostly shy guys. I had never seen those before. Um, That's cool. Those were neat. Um, the baseball player ones were pretty cool. Um, those are the ones those are the ones that come to mind for me yeah like i i like the mechanics that those guys introduce i've got the baseball guys they throw the ball and then the guy hits the ball and the other guy catches it and then you have to like aim it and it, it's just a cool little mechanic i really like that I, I think that's probably the coolest part about this game is that they i wouldn't say every level has a gimmick i guess maybe that's that's the best way to put it because i feel like you go to a new stage and this is the stage with those guys in it with the baseball guys. And this is the stage with the trick pads that you only have one or two jumps on. And this is the stage with the monkeys and the watermelons, you know, I always thought it was kind of, this is Mario being deviant again. There's those little, like, I don't know if they're penguins. I guess they are little like, white, white penguins with uh, shorts on. They're like little fat ones and they have the babies. I was just going to say there's, there's like <laughs> two types of enemies that have pants on. And yeah. Those, those ones are, Probably yeah. some of the other favorites. Yeah, and it's they, it's a mama, and it has three little babies, right? And then you can go up to the babies and just lick the babies <laughs> off the mama, and then take them as eggs. Yep. And then you could throw them as eggs, and they do like a, and they come back to you. They're like boomerang. You're just throwing <laughs> babies around. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then of course it's kind of cool. You see like the giant fat shy guys, and kind of like I always thought it was kind of a Santa like level, and they kind of look like Santa. I don't know, but they're giant shy guys. You eat them, and you get like a giant egg. And then you can throw that, and then like there's like a ground pound. I like that's pretty fun. I mean, it's kind of like you were saying how each level has a theme, 
Uh, and going back to what I was saying about how there's only there are enemies that only show up once or twice. Mm-hmm. There are also, I feel like, some mechanics that just like only show up very infrequently. So, and maybe it's just like in my playthrough, I feel like I didn't find very many of those watermelons, the ice watermelons. Yeah, where you'd be able to freeze enemies and stuff. So it's like every level you go to, you're either going to get a new enemy, a new like item to play around with. There's going to be a new mechanic or some combination of those. It's just constantly surprising you. Yeah, and one thing I do like to think about this game is how massive the stages are. Because when you play like Super Mario World, you probably can play a stage in like two or three minutes, whatever. Sometimes in these stages, you're in there for 10, 15 minutes, just like exploring way high up and down. And um, I just uh, think that the care and level of detail put into the stages is really nice. Yeah, there are some levels in like Mario 3 that only last 30 seconds. And then there are some that you're in here for a half an hour. One thing I wish is that there's a lot of levels that have a like a point of no return. You'll either fall down a pit or go through a door or something. And every time I go through one of those, even if you just switch screens, I never know. Like, did I leave a, a flower or a red coin behind that I should have picked up? And now I can't go back. I'll have to replay the whole stage if I do. Yeah, that's that's the frustrating part about getting that 100%, man. Oof. <laughs> I, I, get, I get too stressed out doing that. So when another thing that I think about when I play this game is the final boss battle with Baby Bowser. Yeah. It's such a cool set piece. Uh, Joe, do you have any thoughts on Baby Bowser in the final conclusion to this game? Uh, well, I think the only way it could have been improved was if multicolored Yoshis dropped in and they formed a big Megazord. <laughs> that would be awesome, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was interesting and having you could see the giant bowser coming closer and closer you have to judge when you could throw the egg it did take me a while in some cases to realize oh i have to aim it this way for it to for the egg to like hit the trajectory that's the only thing i would have issue with that is it's like it's hard to judge distance when it's two planes that are flat like that but um it's definitely pretty harrowing i think like Mm-hmm. Having this giant baby Bowser coming at you kind of extends the Kamek making everything giant throughout the entire game, right? PK, have any thoughts on the final boss battle? Um, it was it was surprising. You know, when I first did it, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna this was too, a little too easy." And then, of course, you get to where it's like in three, it's like you know, uh, Bowser Junior's coming. You get to the next part of it, and Bowser Junior's coming at you, and I. I had I struggled with that one a little bit, but eventually I did get finish it. But oh man, that was uh, that was a good that was a good way to end the end the game for sure. And, uh, yeah, I feel like it builds up a lot throughout the entire game. Like you start off like oh, all the boss battles I feel like are fairly simple. Like you can figure it out like pretty easily, and I I don't think any of them are too hard. I think the actual stages themselves are harder than the boss battles. Am I wrong there? Hundred percent, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I think I can get to the bosses and be like, all right, there's three hits I have to do. Okay, what do I do? It's like okay, this one I have to ricochet. This one I have to do blah blah blah. Yeah, but 
I just thought that was one of the coolest boss battles I had ever seen when I played it back in the day. And uh, yeah. they they oh. do a good job of making like the that baby Bowser gets so big when he's right up in your face. It's so intimidating. Yeah. And, it's uh, when all the platforms drop out and you're on those three like toothpick sized little platforms throwing eggs. It gets pretty intense. Usually I get I like boss battles to be like a culmination of everything you've learned up to that point. And so when a boss battle switches to a new mechanic, sometimes it's a little bit off putting. But I think it's just so satisfying to land a hit on that Bowser, especially when it's way off in the distance and you feel so cool that I yeah. think it's one of the better boss fights in in the, I think it's probably the best boss fight in the game, to be honest. Yeah, and it has that like nice explosive sound when when it hits it, which is just yeah, it's so good. Mm -hmm. All right, um, any just random thought you have for this game? Just shoot it out here before we do our final thoughts. Uh, what about you, Blink? Do you have any random thought? Anything? Uh. <laughs> my first random thought is man i really wish that they would make like a proper follow-up to this game and then i realized that they have tried that a couple different times and it just like hasn't stuck in the same way so i think i think this game does well to just exist in a time and place in history and be like i always kind of think of it as like the like this is the final evolution of what 2d platforming looked like before they switched to the 3d platformer so i am uh, my my advice would be to go play it. Is what I would say about the game. Joe, any fine like random thought? Anything can be uh, something that you loved or didn't like, or just just any random thought. Just uh, I just wonder where the game fits in the Mario continuity because there's always there's always different origin stories about where Mario came from. Like I, for a while, I thought he's going to come from Earth, but this makes it feel like he was born in the Mushroom Kingdom. Then I thought. Well, what if this isn't the Mario we know, but like Mario's son? It's maybe, like the uh, uh, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> whatever. It's, it's just, is that cranky Mario? Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, and it, at the end they show Mario's parents. I'm like, what's the backstory there? Like, Mario and Luigi's parents. Like, do they have uh, super powered mushrooms and fire flowers they can use too? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where do those people go? Yeah, exactly. I mean, did they did they pass away when Mario got older? That could happen. That's a, that's a sad way. That's a sad backstory there. I guess maybe maybe he has a tragic. Maybe Bowser accidentally killed his parents, and I don't know. <laughs> Forget too much about it. The darkest timeline. It's the darkest timeline. The darkest sure. timeline. Part of the multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, PK, any like like I said, just random thought it could be about anything about the game. Um, yeah, it's one of those games that, yeah, initially, like when I first played it again when I was younger, I didn't like it, but now I'm like, this is such a significantly important game to, to the Mario and Yoshi series. Well, Yoshi in general, it's the beginning, which is interesting too. Is like some people debate, is this a Mario game or a Yoshi game? You know, and it's like, I mean, it's both, honestly. Mm -hmm. And but now I just, it's like, again, I'm a huge fan of Yoshi's Woolly World, mm -hmm. but now I have. A greater appreciation for this game now and for what this has helped to create this huge series and um yeah i just i definitely recommend people get, at least give this a try give this an honest this game an honest try so yeah that's that's my thoughts on that sweet 
and I was actually going to ask if people recommended the game. So nice for kicking that off. I'm going to say my random thought, which I thought of a second ago, is this game has the cutest Goombas of any Mario game, period. And they squish them, and then they have the little feeties that go out. You don't kill them. They just walk around with the feet like, sticking out. I think they're the cutest little things. The cutest Goombas. I want to just pick them up and hug them. Besides that, definitely, obviously, I picked this game, and I love this game. And I think people give it... Um, I think it's kind of grown in, like, favor uh, when people try it out, you know? But um, just seeing it and hearing people say, oh, the baby Mario sucks, and I don't like the aesthetic, I don't like baby Mario, whatever. And if you say you don't like the aesthetic, you're wrong. It's beautiful. It looks like it looks like a five-year-old that is very good at art made the background. And I love that. <laughs> With crayons. I feel like it's crayons and pastels and... I feel like they try to go for all that like art style throughout all the backgrounds, all the characters, everything. You kind of feel like you're in like an, a children's coloring book the entire time, and I love that. I think people should give it a second thought and try out the game. And um, if anything, if the baby Mario drives you crazy, whatever, turn the sound off and play the game because I think it's worth a shot, honestly. Uh, so, Blink, it sounds like you recommend the game. But do you recommend men people check this out? Yeah. Do, do you think that there's a ROM hack out there where someone has just edited out the crying sound and replaced it with some other more pleasant sound? It's like it's like the baby Mario gets shot off and it's like, don't stop believing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Make it more annoying. Put like big air horn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, like I was saying before, this is my favorite 2D Mario game, and exactly like you were saying, Frantic. It's I think if you go into it, you have a pretty open mind, and you're you're cool with the crying, and just don't think of it like try not to compare it up against the other Mario games. If you don't think of it as a Mario game, just go in thinking of it as like a totally random platformer, and uh, all the different diversity like. All the crazy stuff they do in the levels, the like super beautiful backgrounds, the awesome like thick line coloring book style. There's just that it's a game that has a lot of joy packed in it. And so I think that it's hard not to leave smiling. Yeah, for sure. And Joe, what is your final thoughts and do you recommend the game? I totally re recommend the game. It's kind of just echoing what you guys said. I do think it's uh, worth giving a try, even like. Yeah, it took me a while to even turn around to the game. I think, it, yeah, its charm will win you over. Hell yeah. Uh, and uh, I know you already said you recommended it, PK, but do you have any final thoughts that you want to say? It's like if you're going to play any... Yeah, I think this is a great introduction to the series. I mean, it's the first game in the series, obviously, but yeah, I just... I think it's... I don't know, I can't know what else to say. It's, it's a good game, definitely worth checking out, so... Well, I think that we have said that all that. What am I saying? I think we've said all that there is to say about Yoshi's Island, and uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up with some plugs here. Where can we find you on the internet, PK? Um, I'm on uh, YouTube. Just uh, search for PK in the Universe. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, PK in the Universe. Just, uh, um, it's, yeah. <laughs> okay. Joe, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, well, I, I'm mainly posting too much on Twitter, so look for Toku Joe there. Okay. 
And uh, Mr. Blinkum, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, I'm Blinkum everywhere. I'm on Twitter with Blinkum. Uh, if you go to YouTube, I have a channel where I talk about my collection and game collecting, stuff like that. And then I just recently started streaming a lot of that collection on Twitch. So go to twitch.tv slash B-L-I-N-K-O-O-M. Come hang out. Hey, 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 let's let's not call it quits too too soon, too soon, because right as I was finishing editing this show, or around the same time, there was something that came out that leaked called the massive Nintendo quote-unquote Giga Leak, which I wanted to talk about briefly before we closed out the show, because this is some pretty interesting stuff. So, some hackers got into Nintendo and exposed a bunch of early prototype builds of some classic Nintendo games, including Yoshi's Island. The game included some insanely different map design, had a lot of unused sprites in there, unused minigames. There was a mini game, a couple of mini games involving the helicopter transformation, one where you literally have Baby Mario give you bombs and you have to bomb houses, which is kind of dark, I guess. Yoshi's Island is dark. We went over that in the podcast, <laughs> right? And then there was also a mini game where the bandits were taking eggs and you would have to use the helicopter to grab the eggs and put it in a truck that Baby Mario was driving. Pretty wild stuff. It's pretty interesting stuff. You can find it online. And also the game was originally called Super Mario Brothers 5 because Super Mario Bro- Super Mario World in Japan was actually called Super Mario Brothers 4, which is pretty awesome as well. So it's just kind of cool to see under the hood and see where all this stuff comes from, right? And there's just a lot of really interesting stuff when it comes to this. And there there is a lot of uh, unused music that actually is a lot like Super Mario 64 music and has kind of some different remixes and stuff. And what, it's pretty crazy, man. If you have any time, just free time to go check out the Gig Leak, just look at all this awesome stuff that came out because it's just truly wild stuff that came out, just not only for Yoshi's Island, for many other Nintendo games, but I figured I would just tack that on at the end here and say, man, some cool stuff out there to check out. And also, I forgot to plug myself in the podcast. So if you want to follow me, I'm at Frantic Society on Twitter, and uh, go from there. First off, I would like to thank you guys for listening to this excellent and fun episode of cartridge club i really enjoy talking about one of my favorite platformers of all time but that is gone and we are going to look ahead into the future i want to reiterate what august game of the month for cartridge club is it's going to be the witcher 3 wild hunt and that is a long game have fun trying to beat that in a month <laughs> it's it's a good one it's very dense it's a great game i recommend it highly check it out play along with prime if if you're playing along Go ahead and hit us up with the hashtag PlayAlongWithPrime on any social media, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, whatever you use. We're there. Say hi. Say, hey, I'm playing this game. Damn, this is a long game, but wow, it's really fun, and Geralt looks great in a bathtub. Also, 
for those wanting to get a head start on the next month. Screw August. It's over. It's old school. No, actually, I, I recommend playing Witcher. Play Witcher. I'm just kidding. Anyway, if you want to get a jump on the September game of the month, that's going to be the recently announced God of War for the PlayStation 4. The recently announced for us for the show, not recently announced game. The game's from 2018. Anyway, if you're interested in being a guest for the show, we're always looking for new community members to come on, talk, and just hang out. Also, if you know you're not a console person you don't really enjoy the console gaming you're more of a pc gaming person on this same exact feed the quick save club is there for you for you specifically or people who are interested in pc games we are playing fallout new vegas for august and september we do two months at a time there and that's going to be a really fun game gets you plenty of time to play through that and it's not only on pc it's not a pc exclusive so play along with us talk about the game and uh, I will save my opinions on that for the actual show but I recommend you checking it out to those of you interested in supporting the club beyond a review on the podcast app of your choice I'd like to mention that the club is entirely funded by pledges made from members of our community we are extremely grateful to those supporters you guys are awesome and if you're interested in becoming one of them truly you guys are awesome Please look into how you can do that at patreon.com slash cartridge club. We look forward to hearing from you and see you next month. CC Unite.